Hello and welcome back to The Loyal Sun Show. That's at The Loyal Suns on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Follow us here and follow us there for pit sports content you won't want to miss. If you love June recruiting weekends and hate Deion Sanders, this is the place for you. The Loyal Sun Show, a safe, sunshiny place for your pit athletics fix, brought to you by Section 5. Today, we're back. We're talking recruiting. It was a huge weekend for Pitt, the second official visit weekend in the month of June. And wow, was it a big one. Squid, how you feeling? I feel a little bit overwhelmed. It was a busy weekend, and it was tough to keep up with all the big-name recruits on campus while also trying to figure out who committed last week. So we uh, finally got some clarification on some future Panthers. Yeah, it was visit after visit, uh, tweet after tweet from Narduzzi hearing these commits coming in. And I'm I'm going to read off a list here, but this was probably the best recruiting weekend Pitt has had. I, I guess first two weekends, because we're not 100% sure on who who's committing, who visited already. But I mean, this... This is very much turning into Narduzzi's best class. But I'm just going to read off the uncommitted players who visited this weekend. Um, we've got Yassine Willis, running back from New Jersey, four-star. Terion Nichols, cornerback. Coy Beasley, safety. Chasen Johnson, another cornerback. We've got Cameron Lindsay, linebacker from Aliquippa. Cameron Montero, athlete, Wildcat quarterback from Massachusetts. Nigel Maynard and Cameron Clark, tight end. Um Maynard actually committed this weekend. That was one of the commitment confirmations we've got. Um, and then those other of those other eight guys, we had what four pat signals over the weekend. So we probably got four of those eight guys. Um, we also got confirmation like minutes before we started recording today that Caleb Holmes committed. He's an interior offensive lineman from Georgia, four star consensus, four star across the board. So um, Pitt's rolling in the recruiting field. And we don't know which of these guys are confirmed yet. Um, we have some intel, but going to wait until those come out officially from those from those players when they announce their commitments. But um, it seems like Narduzzi knocked it out of the park and picked up another uh, set of four stars yesterday. Yeah, you said this might be one of the biggest June recruiting weekends in Narduzzi's tenure here. I think there's been weekends where... He's had more pat signals in a day. I think we've had a higher number of commits. But the quality of guy, quality of recruit based on like any recruiting platform you look at is off the charts. I mean, we had the phases where we'd get these guys on campus and it was nice exposure that we'd be in their top three. But now we're at the point where these guys are just committing on the spot. Like, uh, shout out to uh, our guy, Caleb Holmes. Uh, the last couple of weeks, all the news breaks right after we start recording. So we have to wait a whole seven more days to break it down. But uh, he fired it off on Instagram live like 10 minutes ago and kind of blown away. We had an Oklahoma hat an LSU hat and a Tennessee hat alongside the pit hat. And he went for the beautiful gold pit hat. Yeah, I think he had an official visit set up to Auburn. And he ended up canceling that after his pit visit. So, yeah, that's a big one. You go down into Georgia and take a four-star out of there, bring him up to Pittsburgh. Um, shout out to Archie Collins, man, locking up Georgia. Pitt is recruiting Georgia at a very good rate right now. It was always Florida. It was kind of the SEC territory they stepped into. 
and kind of getting those like second tier Florida guys um, that Pitt would obviously turn into NFL players. But now Georgia's becoming one of those pipeline states. So I'm not going to complain when you're recruiting the pretty much the most talent rich areas in the in the southern part of the United States. Uh, but yeah, like you said, the quality of some of these guys, you've seen Willis on campus yesterday. He's number 103 in the country running back. Um, he has official setup to Michigan and Alabama. Like that's the type of guys we're recruiting right now. Like I obviously there's speculation. Of, oh, who is Alabama really pursuing him that hard? Is he just going to be another guy at Alabama? Do they really care to get him? Blah, blah, blah. If he has an official visit set up there, like they have to at least want him a little bit. And the fact that Pitt is in the conversation uh, recruiting against those schools. I mean, Nigel Maynard, another guy who, who actually committed to Pitt this weekend, he was uh, ha- taking official visits to Michigan. So Pitt is in the conversation with some of these schools that are in the playoff every year. I mean, it's just it's it's a different level of recruit than we're used to, I think. I, we're And obviously there's the same, you know, the three star level guys, a dozen power five offers from you know, Louisville, Duke, Maryland, like recruiting against those schools as well still. But there's some really high level athletes that Pitt is going after. And it sounds like they're landing in this class. Yeah, I'm just saying stop the count right now. Uh, if you look at 24-7, Pitt is number 11 in the country uh, in terms of team recruiting rankings. Uh, Alabama, three spots below them. So rivals has pit at the number 10 recruiting class in the country so i think we can just stop everything now and drop it and just go with that pit top 10 we, recruiting class 2024 or we cannot stop it uh, we're at 16 recruits so and there's four more out there that we we don't have confirmation on yeah so there's a lot of big names we could hang around there i know uh 16 is a big number this early in the cycle uh I'm going to be the guy to say, well, you have to make sure you hold on to all of them. Spare me. We're going to be happy about this. Yeah. And it it sounds like Pitt is doing a good job with those guys who are already committed. Um, There was a handful of guys on on campus the weekend. Sierra Whittington, obviously the first commit in this class. Friend of the pod, by the way. Uh, Giovanni Cooley was on campus. Uh, Juels Goff. Francis Briou. So all those guys were on campus this weekend showing love. Um, Joel's golf, obviously a running back commit. And then we already mentioned Willis could be a two running back class if Willis commits. So, um, yeah, you got to hold on to those guys. It's early in the process, yada, yada, yada. But we're going to enjoy this while while we have it going. Uh, Rick Darius Farmer, he was not on campus this weekend, but that's another guy who Pitt will probably be fighting for until the very last uh last weekend in December or whatever the early signing period is. Um, he was, I believe on campus in West Virginia this weekend or one of the past couple weeks. So he probably went down there. and was like, wow, these guys suck. So he's coming to Pitt in two weeks. So uh, Pitt will probably blow his mind again with official visit, but. And it's yeah. even easier to hold on to these guys. If you can look at them in the eyes and say, look at all these other studs we have in the class. You're not the only highly ranked guy. I, you're going to be a part of the best class in maybe pit history. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a big thing. So I know last year there was 
some upset pit fans, uh, including David, who's not here right now. So can't defend himself. Yeah. Can't defend himself, but wanted to blow up a program. We're uh, ready to tell Narduzzi to kick rocks because we didn't have that 2023 class that everyone thought might come in, you know, coming off ACC championship thought we'd come in and guns a blazing and have probably a class. This is the class that you were looking at. Like, last year you were hoping to get these four stars on campus uh acc champs blah 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 but i think what we're seeing now is we're starting to see the fruits of that championship team we're also seeing the fruits of back-to-back big seasons i mean last year we had higher hopes for the team but Pitt's won 20 games in the last two seasons Uh, i'm sure they're showing that to every recruit they're showing them the awesome hype video they're telling them did you know that there are only like eight other schools that have 20 wins over the last two years, and they're Bama, Georgia, Clemson, yada, yada, yada. Oh, that other school you're visiting? Nope, they didn't. Them? <laughs> nope. Pitt did. Yeah. Also, I think another boost is this NFL draft we just had. We had a first rounder. We had six guys drafted, whatever it was. So they're showing these recruits like, yeah, we put guys in the NFL. Look, uh, Kenny Pickett's over there on campus taking pictures with recruits. Uh, Demar Hamlin stopping by Aaron Donald. So, needless to say, like the boys are buzzing on the Southside facility. Like that place has been bumping this past weekend, uh, the past two weeks, and Pitt Pitt's rolling in in the recruiting world. Um, we were just talking about this. Could this be Narduzzi's best class? I mean, if it stopped right now, number ten in the country, number eleven, whatever site you want to use, it absolutely would be. Um, Going back and looking in Narduzzi's tenure, if we're going off of rivals recruiting rankings, uh, the highest ranked class was the 2021 class, and they finished with the 21st ranked recruiting class in the country that year. So that was a top 25 class. It was a good class, um, but this would be far and away Narduzzi's best class they've had. Something that makes this one a little bit more impressive, that 2021 class, uh, the highest rated guys we got we're in our backyard. So Elliot Donald, four star, obviously. Nakai Johnson, four star. Uh, Dorian Ford was very highly rated. So those are guys that you expect Pitt to get. It's a little bit easier to get those highly rated guys because they are from Pittsburgh and they wanted to be a part of uh, being a hometown hero. This year, there's not a whole lot of that. I mean, there could be a couple of Alaclipa guys coming in the near future, but right now, they're pulling them from all over the country. Uh, the national brand of Pitt. It's got to be the highest it's been in a long time. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And that's that's the big thing is like when Pitt gets a four-star from Georgia, I get – I mean, I get excited when a four-star from Pittsburgh. I love the Whippy old guys. But when Pitt gets a four-star from Georgia to commit a four-star from Florida, it's like, okay, you're getting kids from the most talent-rich parts of the country, kids who grew up in SEC country, and they're looking at what Pitt's doing and being like, yeah, I want to be a part of that. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty awesome. So I think, uh, yeah, this is this is probably the most exciting I've been about Pitt recruiting. And I, I've beat the drum before, and sometimes just because it's been convenient for Pitt that, like, recruiting rankings, I don't care about recruiting rankings. But I'm not going to lie, I get, I get pretty excited when I see four stars pop up. So, yeah, it's been an amazing weekend. So looking at, before we leave that 2021 class, this is, like, something as a fan, I'm like, I have to remind myself of. So these kids are committing for the 2024 class. Um, so realistically, like 
a lot of them aren't even going to contribute. So if you look at this 21 class, like the guys who've actually contributed at this point, you've got Gavin Bartholomew probably uh, and Rodney Hammond, probably the two most productive from this class. But looking at some of the other names on here, um, PJ O'Brien, uh, J- Javon McIntyre, Nakai Johnson, Elliot Donald, uh, these are all guys that are probably just going to really start contributing this year, um, at least in a significant, more significant playing time, that type of deal. Um, Stephon Hall is another one in that class. Uh, Noah Biglow. Yarnell was in this class. He was the quarterback in the 2021 class. But And then the COVID year has something to do with this, but just kind of a reminder to Pitt fans, like these guys probably won't see the field for a couple of years. Uh but it's still exciting to think about what they could be down the road. Yeah, jump forward a year, 2022, uh, Ryan Bear, highest-rated recruit just now, probably going to get uh, into that starting rotation. Uh, Third-highest-rated player in that class, Sam Okunlola. Uh Very quickly jumping into that starter role, it seems like. Yeah. So uh, the higher-rated they are, I guess the better chance they crack the rotation, but at the same time, who knows? I, I'm happy with this class top to bottom. It's it's really cool to see uh, all this come together so quickly. Uh, I don't know if I really expected this, to be honest. I thought we'd get more of the same, maybe snag another one or two like high four stars. Last year we were in the mix for Hakeem Williams, so maybe we'd get one or two of those elite guys. But uh, Narduzzi proving me wrong. Yeah, it's, it's a testament to how good Pitt has gotten at these June official visits because um, some of these schools you know the the bigger schools the Ohio State's Michigan's Alabama's like their bread and butter I feel like is getting these guys to games in the fall um, that game day atmosphere Pitt has done a really good job of like obviously not to be an attendance state guy but like you're not as a as a 17-year-old kid, you're not going to be as blown away by a home game. For this year, Like, let's look at You're going to try to get someone on campus maybe for the Cincinnati game. Florida State game in October will be big, like some of these home games. But you're not going to be as blown away by that as you might be as like a game under the lights at Ohio Stadium. Uh, but obviously, Pitt's doing an, an amazing job of like showcasing the city of Pittsburgh to these kids in the month of June, showcasing the nice weather we get during the month of June. Kids kind of forget. Don't get them back on campus in November when there's gray skies in Oakland. Uh, but the the ability to just close on these guys and get them to commit this early, and then get these guys to like really rally and like build this class. Like Jasir Whittington was on campus just recruiting his ass off this weekend, and getting those guys locked in and uh, having them having them hype everything up. Everyone just talks about the family atmosphere, uh, the culture down at Pitt. Every kid who's on campus, so. It's been it's been awesome. It's more of the same of what we hear, but uh, it's just bigger and better players. It sounds like are coming to Pitt, and that's a scary thing to do with a or a scary thing to think about with Pitt's track record of of developing lower, lower level recruits. Um, so we're gonna do a little exercise here. Moving on, not completely moving on from recruiting, but uh, going past these guys we've been talking about from this past weekend. Uh, so. Squid, completely hypothetical scenario, but mm-hmm. we get a phone call, right? You and me, Carlos Zofka, Pat Narduzzi. Uh, 
they're like, hey, everyone on the staff is down with a st- stomach bug this weekend. We need you guys to take the reins on some official visits. And who else? Who's better to showcase Pitt and get kids to commit than the Loyal Sons, right? Precisely. So, yeah. So we're going to do a hypothetical here. Your ideal Pitt official visit weekend. So what you're going to do, you, you have to take around some recruits. You get to take them to one restaurant, one Pittsburgh landmark, and one miscellaneous activity to take them to. And you got to try to sell those guys and get them to Pitt. Um, what's your ideal Pitt official visit weekend? And I for know starters, you're need some time to think here. Unless you got up, oh, you're ready to go. For starters, they're going through the tunnel at night. Uh, they'll get picked up from the airport Thursday night, Friday night. Um, the big wow. Would you look at that? All these lights, all these cool buildings. Oh, there's Accrature Stadium. Uh, if I'm Pat Narduzzi, I would get the video guy to put a welcome message on the scoreboard. You can kind of see that from an angle. Yeah, so, they usually put Pitt up there. Yeah. Uh, for food, we're going up at Mount Washington. There's some nice restaurants up there. Uh, you got to get the the window, table, uh, really wine and dine them, get the views, make them feel like they're in like L.A. or like an Altius, a Monterey yeah. Bay. Yeah. Yeah, I get the view from up top. I don't think anybody would expect that. They're coming in from like Georgia. Is that your activity? No, that was my uh my dinner. That's okay. what we're going to eat. Activity. Well, I know they all go to Dave and Buster's because I, I see Carlo always saying he's like the ski ball wizard. <laughs> but that feels I mean, obviously it works, but that feels almost a little lame. Like there's Dave and Buster's everywhere. <laughs> well, I think of what I would want like right now. I'm a decade older than some of these recruits. This would be tough. True. I mean, like Dave investors is awesome when you're 16, 17 years old. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm thinking so to eat, like I'm definitely taking them. I, I'm a big breakfast guy. So like I'm taking them down to DeLuca's or something down in the strip or mm-hmm. Pamela's wherever we can get in without having to wait in a line for uh, an hour and a half. So I'm going to get, I'm going to get them a real good breakfast. Maybe even sneak over to Ritter's on, on Bomb Boulevard, but I'm going to try to get into Luca's nice and early. Um, it's real gritty. Like, I only want guys who like a gritty, like, noisy, loud, uncomfortable diner, like, for breakfast. Like, I don't want, like, if that turns off a kid, like, I don't want him in a pit uniform. Yeah, well, instead of transferring to, like, Miami of Ohio in a year. Yeah. So, after that, I'm going to so I'm gonna get them breakfast there, and then we're gonna go. We're gonna go. Exp- we're gonna go to the strip. I mean, we're already there. Not the strip club. This isn't. A, I'm not Rick Patino. Like we're we're gonna explore the the strip district, show them all, all the vendors. I mean, I think that really like is pretty. Like I had a friend in town a couple weekends ago. Took him to the strip district. He's like, "This is awesome." Like I've been to Pittsburgh before, but this is sick. Like this feels like a different place. I think that's a pretty. Pretty awesome thing. I think they took Haba to one of the Italian restaurants down there. That was, mm-hmm. that was their selling point. Uh, oh, so I got take... my activity. Don't know how to think of it. Not to interrupt, but go. Uh, after we take them on the tour through the strip, we're getting on the Gateway Clipper and we're going to Wow Acrisure. I like that. Just step off directly onto uh, into Acrisure Stadium yeah, from the take Gateway the scenic Clipper. route around the point. 
and then uh, hop on the shore. You get the you get there on a Friday, Saturday. The North Shore's buzzing. Everyone's out and about, and then walk into your future stadium. I love it. Yeah, that's fun. My activity. I'm just gonna. I'll just get hit pit hit with a bunch of recruiting violations. I was just gonna take them down to Southside, like during the day. We'll get out of there before turns into madhouse at night but we're gonna walk around during the day and uh sneak him in a couple bars just kidding i don't i'm not gonna get in trouble here with pit on the um, contrary nor did you say never step foot here nothing yeah. good happens here yeah take uh, a take a nice little walk down and be like all right got this out of your system now yeah don't come here you're gonna get yourself in trouble uh maybe i'll take him to a show like down a stage ae or something we're already on the north shore mm-hmm. be like oh this, that's where you play Taylor right Swift's there. in town next week. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Narduzzi has some poll. He could get some free tickets. Yeah, or I might just like blow the recruiting budget on a on a 20 Taylor Swift tickets for uh, 17-year-old high school football players. Yeah. No, that's a tough one. Um, I do want to take them to Mount Washington. I'll take them up the incline, take them up the, the scenic view, take them, take a bunch of cool pictures, maybe some recruiting pictures in the, in the pit gear right mm. in front of the city. I think that could be a fun one. Maybe we take them up to uh, our friends who live up there, their their roof. Better be careful on the walk up the stairs. Yeah, actually, everyone who lives in that house is injured now. So, all right, completely off track there. So, but yeah, Mount Washington's great. Um, I was always wondering do any of the buildings downtown have like a sweet roof? I'm sure it's probably a huge hassle getting a photo shoot on a roof of a building, but the skyline would be sweet. I know there's a building downtown that has a basketball court on the roof, and it's just, it just has a pit logo in the middle. I, I don't know what the deal is with that. I don't even know where it is, but I've seen people take pictures and play basketball up there. So that could be a fun. That could be a fun activity. I'll take that as my activity. Yeah, so, playing horse with Narduzzi. Narduzzi is probably a beast at horse. Like he he probably has some like his behind over the backboard or no his hook shot. Like he's a dad, like hmm. an all time dad, like. He's absolutely bearing his first hook shot. No, the recruit probably be ready to shoot some deep threes, but Narduzzi's like, no, we're sitting mid range, banking these in all day. He's calling glass. Yeah, Narduzzi definitely was like a six foot post player in high school, like an offseat. Like he was just working guys in the post, drop steps, fundamental, like both hands, finish with both hands. Absolutely. We're completely off track from the official visit talk, but. Yeah, based based on what we just we had guys going to a Taylor Swift concert next week, so we'll we'll leave this to uh, Carlo and company moving forward. Clearly doing a good job, so stay healthy. We'll be ready if you need us, but you won't need us. It's not much of a secret that I have a home field apparel problem. Even before we started this show, I couldn't even step foot on a new college campus without making sure there was something from that school's home field collection waiting on my porch when I got home. So we are, understandably, over the moon to partner with home field this season to keep Pitt fans comfy, cozy, and stylish at a fraction of the price by using promo code LOYALSUNS for 15% off your next order. This discount applies site-wide and with unique vintage collections for every school from Pitt to Bama, Jackson State to Colgate, Michigan, Marshall, Marquette, and both Miamis. There's something for every fan. 
So whether you're buying for a pit fan or for a loser freak, use promo code LOYALSONS at homefieldapparel.com to save big on your next order. Each code applies once per email address, so get those work emails and burners ready. That's homefieldapparel.com. Now that we're done talking recruiting, we're going to let you all go, but not before our final thoughts. Uh, Squid, what's your final thought for the week? Old friends across the state and state college are in the news. The Big Ten uh, getting ready for their new look conference, welcoming USC and UCLA in. Uh, They announced their protected rivalries, so who they're going to play every year, no matter what. They're all like pretty much trophy games. The Big Ten, say what you want about them. They have some pretty cool trophy games. Uh, there's the ones you obviously expect. Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State. Um, USC, UCLA will play every year. Uh, so it's a whole list. Everyone has a protected rivalry game except the team that claims to be unrivaled. They get their wish finally. Penn State, no protected annual rivalry. They truly are unrivaled. No rivals. No one in their conference considers them. Their conference doesn't consider them enough of a rival with anyone to protect that game. Interesting. Hmm. I wonder if they could find another team maybe outside of their conference to have a rivalry with. No, probably not. No. I can't think of any. Even if there was like maybe someone else in their state. I guess Temple is in Pennsylvania. Duquesne. Eh. Interesting. Yeah, that uh so I saw that and I I was like this is gonna work out oddly well for Penn State. Like we can joke about it, but they're now they're not guaranteed to have to play Ohio State and Michigan every year. And those were like the two games that you look at the schedule and like, yeah, they're probably gonna lose those. Um so I mean are they just gonna is their schedule just going to be Rutgers, Illinois, Maryland every year? It already is. 12-team playoff, they're going to get in every time with that schedule. No. No? No. I guess they're still going to have to play. USC is going to be probably, I mean, unfortunately, they're probably going to be really good for the foreseeable future with Lincoln Riley. Um. I don't know the jet lag going across the country. I don't know if it'll have that big of an impact on them. They can I mean, all hop on Lincoln Riley's private jet. They're a team that's capable of passing the ball. They'll do just fine in the Big Ten. True. That is very true. Um, yeah, I mean, that's even the land grant. Like, isn't Penn State, Michigan State the land grant? Uh, I'm surprised that wasn't. I mean, it's a trophy. Yeah, well, Michigan State already has one with Michigan. They probably don't want to put all of their top tier teams in these protected rivalries, so they play a gauntlet every year, like Ohio State. Like they did? They have with one. This, with, with their divisions? Just yeah. Just putting all the best teams on one side? They probably want to avoid situations where they get nobody into the playoff just by, like, round robin beating each other. So they definitely considered that. I mean, Ohio State is in Penn State's rival. I don't care what no. the Nittany line faithful nitwits say they are not rivals i know there's an article out there on onward state that i always tweet it's analyzing the history of the penn state rutgers rivalry i guess proximity sure but if that was a protected rivalry i would throw a fit i mean it's rutgers 
Gary, the, the pride of Gary Nova lives on. So, yeah, this this is um, great news. Not great news. I don't know. They got their wish. They're unrivaled. They've said it a million times. So, continue to not play rivalry games. It's the best part. The best thing in college football are rivalry games, and Penn State doesn't have any. Uh, so, I, I'm glad at least we are playing the backyard brawl. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. I think Pitt should play Penn State and West Virginia every year. Like it, they would be the most exciting, most hyped games every single season. Um, I wish they would get one of these games back on the schedule for Thanksgiving weekend, Black Friday. Like I wish we played West Virginia on Black Friday again. But I'm not going to complain. We get it when we get it in September. But someone like fix this. These teams. I'm I'm sick of this. Like why why are we playing Wofford? I, I I get it. There's an FCS game. I hate Wofford, by the way. Um, but like the, I I know it's it's about how many number of wins you can rack up and looks better. And playoff committee at one point said strength of schedule mattered. It has turned out to actually be the opposite. As long as you don't drop games, like they don't care. Michigan plays little sisters of the poor in the non conference, but. Come on. Let's well, play now the, the SEC is talking about dropping to eight conference games. Um, it's just conferences trying to stack their way into the playoff and everything else is irrelevant no matter how much the fan wants it. And this is part of a much broader conversation that we probably had in bits and pieces. But like if there was some governing body that wasn't, I mean, the NCAA doesn't can't do anything, but. God, if there could just be a commissioner for college football, think of how cool. Like, if, if things were organized and we we're like, let's have these teams play, let's have all these rivalries intact, these non-conference, cross-conference games, but yeah, I can't get into that right now. That's too much. Um, so for my final thought, it's a cross... Actually, this is a cross-conference game that I wish could happen with my final thought. Uh, Deion Sanders, in this week's edition of Pissing Us Off with Deion Sanders, uh, so Narduzzi came out and spoke. He was asked about Dion's process with his turning over his roster at Colorado. And Narduzzi, the guy he is, the loyal guy he is, said he, did, he didn't think that was right the way he went about basically cutting these kids who were on scholarship, telling them to get out the door. Um, Dion's not the first person to do this. I keep seeing people say, like, Dion's not the first guy to tell players to hit the road, but. No one's really done it in this fashion, publicly telling these kids like, yeah, you're not as good as the players I'm going to bring in here. So uh, hit the road for, and get this get this video clip for my my TV show. Um, I don't know, man. I, I So I guess I didn't get to the part that Dion came back and said he doesn't he wouldn't know who Narduzzi is if you walked in the room, said Narduzzi's just mad about Jordan Addison going to USC. Um, so I, I was on the fence about like, do I want Colorado to be good this year? I thought maybe it would be cool if Dion made them relevant again. His son was the quarterback. I'm all the way in on fuck Dion. Forget Colorado. I hope they go 0 and 12. Disrespect. Narduzzi's just doing what all the other coaches are thinking. Maybe not all the coaches, but most of the coaches are thinking like this is Bush League, the way the sport's going. Uh, Narduzzi's just the only one man enough to put his name behind. A comment. I'm sure there's people behind closed doors wishing they had uh, enough stones to say what Narduzzi said. Uh, well, well, dude, but he can that. take it. 
Yeah, Deuce has said that with uh, the athletic article that came out. Like he was the only one who would put his name behind the quotes. And he said, you know, these other coaches are reaching out to him like, oh, I love how you did that. I love how you stood up like the Lincoln Riley situation. Um, But those coaches are praising him, but they won't do it themselves. And I I think the at the end of the day, it's all these coaches are generally doing the same thing. Um, So they don't want to get called out for their hypocrisy. They don't want to, uh, I guess in a sense, like if they, if they speak out against it, then people are going to speak out against what they're doing. And it's just a big cycle, but I appreciate that dudes will speak out. And who's Dion to say, Oh, I wouldn't know who I, he knew the situation with Jordan Addison and Lincoln Riley, but if Narduzzi walked in the room, he wouldn't know who he is. Come on now. He'd be shaking in his boots, seeing those calves walk through his office door. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, Pat Narduzzi has won a Power Five conference title. What has Deion Sanders oh, done? Other than I was getting win, so uh, pissed conference. off. I was getting so pissed off. I was getting to it on some comments, not from the Little Sons account. I, I didn't want to open up that rabbit hole too much. But, oh, I saw people saying, like, what has Narduzzi done? Uh, he's won the ACC. He's won 20 games in the last two years. And the follow-up is always, yeah, well, Dion won two SWAC uh, titles. Yeah. Okay. You, you, congrats. You were able to recruit, recruited like the number one player in the country to come play with you at, at the FCS level. Uh, I don't know, man. I, like I said, I was torn on Dion before this, but if him and dudes are going to have beef, uh, I'm all in on hate, hating Dion in Colorado. Like I it said, would, it'd be cool if they face off in a bowl game, but I think Colorado's going to get to one first. Yeah, one, Colorado won't get the one, and if they do, it just won't. It simply won't be the same tier as whatever bowl game Pitt makes it to. Mm-hmm. I mean, they won't, Colorado won't be making a New Year's Six Bowl, so probably won't be playing Pitt. Nope. Uh, that's enough in, I guess, this, this week's edition of Dion pissing us off. But So that's like the third time, I think, we've talked about Dion in Final Thoughts. Yeah, so. we thought about having a Dion Sanders segment, but at this point... I don't imagine that this goes any further. I don't even know how this could go further unless Narduzzi just like oh tweets out a name. For, I was gonna say it'll go further when Narduzzi just throws out a stray at Dion in a random like press conference after a game. Yeah, he'll throw out a stray in a press conference, or maybe in like October he'll like flip a Colorado commit and like tweet like how you like me now or you know me now. He recognized this. It's just a picture of Narduzzi's yeah. face. Like, who do you think you are? I am. Oh, yeah. So there will be something. But until then, I've had enough of Deion Sanders. Fair. I've had enough talking this this morning. Uh, I'm all hyped up about recruits. So I'm going to go back on the Twitter, dig through some recruits likes, see if I can find any. Go decode some emojis, see if I can find any tea. Uh, any information that maybe hasn't come to the surface yet. But in the meantime, uh, we'll be following recruits. I'm sure some breaking news will break like an hour after we release this episode, like it does every week. So, but until next week, this was the loyal sun show. Thanks for listening in. Uh, Let's keep landing recruits. Let's keep winning the recruiting battles. And as always hail loyal sons of Pittsburgh.